Welcome to the Scientology podcast. This is Dave LaCroix, and it's brought to you by Scientology. I'd like to first off remind you to go to our links and become a patron, support our effort to create good content, good, good information about Scientology and the people of Scientology. And speaking of people of Scientology, I have a special guest today who's joined me before. If you've seen our earlier podcasts, uh, one on exteriorization, in other words, leaving the body topic, uh, Jim Newell, uh, who is a class eight auditor and very knowledgeable, very experienced Scientologist and has a lot to say on a lot of subjects. And that's basically what we're going to get into today, just talking about some different topics related to or not of Scientology, but how maybe Scientologists look at things a little differently or somewhat the same, but with a different background, coming from a different background, that sort of thing. So welcome, Jim. Good to talk to you and thank you for joining. Hey, my pleasure there, David. It's, uh, we should have fun today. Yeah, well, it's been a while. I'm guessing it was about a year and a half or two years ago when we uh, did the exteriorization uh, podcast or video. So uh, it's good to get back together again. Yep, yep. I've been keeping very busy, um, auditing lots of people, handling lots of lives, and uh, making good personal case gain myself. So uh, uh I'm willing to go anywhere you want to go on this communication. Uh, I'll let you guide. I'll uh, answer questions or add to uh, any view you want to look at. Okay, good. Well, I know uh, we've chatted a bit off, uh, you know, on the phone and so forth. I know you've got uh, some very interesting perspectives on things. Uh, but first of all, let me just say that or reiterate for people, uh, a class eight auditor is very highly trained in the Scientology procedures and uh, very specific technology of Scientology. Uh, so you spent a lot of time, a lot of years uh, learning the subject. And uh, one of my points, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because, and I've done a fair amount of training myself over the years, but uh, someone who's done that and knows the core subject and uh, uh, has worked with people on their their life improvement, uh, how to uh, eliminate unwanted aspects of the mind or troubling aspects of the spirit, you could say. Um, so what conclusions one would come from that? You know, when you're out in life and you go to the grocery store and you run into uh, weird situations and, uh, you know, not just the grocery store, but wherever, and we look around in the world, the crazy world that we're living in today, uh, what do we take away? How do we apply what we've learned in Scientology to those things? You know, uh, so uh, like your take on uh, various things when you see, uh, you know, whether it's in the world of politics or religion or uh, personal relationships, uh, you look at it differently because of all that training. You agree? Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, that's a fact. Absolutely. You know, maybe I should just, you know, for any new listener who that doesn't really know me, um, I mean, I do have a, a website that you can you can always, you know, it gives a, a short bio, but 
since we got a few minutes, I think I will just probably give a short introduction on who or what I am. Okay, is that all right? Sure. Yeah. And right. by the way, I'll post links. Uh, you've got a page on Scientology, um, and uh, you know we'll have links for people to find you and so forth okay. after. So I, I I actually would have to probably say I am kind of an expert on this subject. And and one of the reasons how do you ever become an expert is because you've done it long enough. <laughs> you've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the, what works, what doesn't work. So I've, I've been a uh, counselor. I've been a, I started my Scientology training while I was in the Air Force way back in like 1972. That's kind of like when I started. And then I went, mm -hmm. I, I was serving in the military and, and they actually sent me to Vietnam. And um, so while as a Scientologist, so it was, uh, I was a brand new Scientologist, had hardly, hardly had any kind of auditing, but I had a little bit of training, uh, a communications course and a few other little things. And wow. That basic simplicity of training and the knowledge and reading the basic books basically got me through a war, got me through the Vietnam War. And it was, I mean, uh, I was in the Air Force. I wasn't like beaten the, uh, in the jungles, but yeah, we, we'd get shot at, we'd get rocketed. We'd, and, you know, the stresses of uh, a wartime, yeah. well, either you confront it or you go effective. So just having the basics of Scientology way back then helped me go through a war. Now that's how, and, and I totally, like I still see guys like um, re-stimulated, uh, some people call it post-traumatic stress syndrome where they're still stuck in war incidents. And so right. I, 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 I came through this whole thing at, uh, uh, confronting everything and I have to uh, contribute the um, data and the, and the little bit of training and auditing that I had helped me get through a war. Now that's how valuable knowing the Scientology technology is. Yeah. And, 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 and so after I got back, I did get I had 12 hours of auditing to handle some of this. It was a little upset here. I mean, you know, you see people with blown off uh, body parts. You know, this stuff isn't like normal for like a, a young man of 21 uh, or two or something like that, right? Right. So it's, um, but within 12 hours, all the charge and case and, and, and upset and misemotion was gone. And I've never thought about it ever since. Now, is that a, a success story or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I related it almost instantly to today's scenario because we, we can get into current events a little bit uh, maybe later. But, um, uh, you know, I think people are uh, suffering or uh, reacting to uh, the stress of, you know, the, the global war that's going on uh, right now. And uh, so it's it's very I tie it into very being very useful tools. You know, uh, if somebody wanted to sort of uh, protect themselves against the onslaught of bad news and threats to their economy, to their self, to their health, um, doing some basic, you know, training drills that like you were talking about that you did um, would be very smart and very helpful. You know, if we could do a Phil football stadium and let them sit down across from each other and do drills, you know, it'd be very helpful to people. But 
Um, I agree totally. <laughs> the you know like you know being in the free field that we are, you know, the church has never really picked up the ball on this. The church of Scientology. It's I, I think somewhere you know we could probably spend shows on this particular thing, but you know I did get trained in the church, so I, I did. That's where I did a whole lot of my uh, professional. I mean I was always professionally trained, although I have like in the free field I did get trained in the upper elves, uh, which is a high level kind of a training and certain advanced uh, operating levels that is way above what the church offers. But the that is you know the, the free field is you know has the availability to pretty much take you from uh, whatever situation that you're ha have a lot of attention on help you get uh, inspect this help you cause over this and then take you to much higher heights and so that's like you know that is basically what we do uh, we we get people through this and you are absolutely right that in this current environment where everything seems like there's very few stable datums everything's up in the air who what 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 do i invest in do i invest in gold and silver or crypto you know you what the best investment is the invest best investment is investing in yourself and that's yeah. what the best investment is and and that's basically what we do and um and it isn't like it's it's hard information on how to operate probably under stressful conditions because that's where Scientology actually shines uh, under. If you're well-trained, instead of not confronting, you learn how to confront and, and that a lot of stuff. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you just sort of, uh, nudged a little uh, concept for me that, you know, when you, uh, were joined the military or I don't know whether you joined or you're drafted, but, uh, you went off to, you know, 6,000 miles or 10,000 miles away or however, and you went to a war zone and then came back, you know, which uh, a lot of people did suffer from those experiences, like you said. But today we've got uh, the war zone has been brought right to our doorstep. You know, uh, we've got, uh, you know, we've got governments uh, beating up on uh, peaceful protesters, you know, like up in Canada right now type of thing um we've got uh, people under threat of losing their job or losing their uh, source of income or uh being forced to take you know be injected with expressions that they may not want uh or at the you know at the threat of losing their job or uh not being able to fly on an airplane that type of thing um so the war zone has been brought home so i've never seen a uh, sort of tense environment, this sort of a tense environment in the United States uh, in my lifetime. And so it just kind of highlights uh, where the need for the calming and, uh, you know, uh, sort of an elixir that people can use to uh, help them get through these kind of troubling times because there are things that they can do. There are scientological things, you know, uh, many uh, simple techniques that will uh, calm you down or get through very stressful situations. And so I know you've probably used those without even, you know, I, I like 
myself, I'll get up and I'll take a walk. You know, uh, I don't even think about it necessarily that I'm applying Scientology principle. And a lot of people might not, you know, that's not like a strictly Scientological thing, but knowing that it's something that is therapeutic and will get you out of an, an introverting or a, a very, uh, you know, high stress sort of frame of mind um, is a Scientology type of principle or uh, attitude. So um, I'm just trying to tie in uh, how maybe you might operate what you might do differently than uh, say your next door neighbor who doesn't know some of the things, doesn't have the same experiences that you do. Well, you know, I totally, I totally exactly. And I agree with you. This planet is going through upheavals. I think that's probably an accurate word. Uh, political regimes are changing and that includes the United States. Uh, part of the reason on this is because the ethics have been out a very long time. And to have any kind of decent administration, you have to have an ethical government, and the government has pretty much proven itself as a bad steward of the people. And, um, you know, uh, and the people tend to want it. They want stability. And the government is the one creating that. The, the, the intelligence agencies have went amok. They're not assisting the, the people. They're... they're treating people as terrorists so there you know there's a certain state where the tone of the the emotional tone of the government gets to anger and covertness and the government today in many countries are exactly right there the government a tone level like that uh an emotional tone of covert hostility or anger <clears throat> you have a totalitarian nazi regime at anger and you have a communist dictatorship at the covertness and so actually, even knowing a very simplistic piece of technology like our emotional tone scale, now that is a, a right out of the basic book, Dianetics. And I, whoever listens to this should always reread these things because Hubbard came up with this in the 50s and it, it holds is true or truer. It's, it's a timeless piece of observation. And that's probably the, the thing about Scientology. It isn't a flash in the pan. These are timeless truths. So they're applicable for all um, conditions, uh, all situations. And it, it, you know, just because the church has went a little bit, I mean, just because it went out ethics. And, uh, you know, it's like, but that does not invalidate the workability of the technology if you're doing it in an ethical manner. And that's probably the difference between the free field and the organization. And so people say, oh, I want nothing to do with that. It's a cult and all this. Okay, well, who's made, who, would find, who would find the advantages of knocking out Scientology? Probably anybody that doesn't want people to have awareness and truth would find a vested interest in taking over an organization, which it has been taken over. And, um, you know, so any, any churchy that listens to this, I'd like to inform you, your organization's been taken over a long time ago around 80, around 1980. And um, we could do several shows on that too, but yeah. we won't get into that. But we should look at a basic day be able to spot uh, an emotional tone of a person or group. And, and, and if you, another book is called Science of Survival, and you can actually plot how these groups and people are going to act. Now, is that uh, valuable or what? 
By the way, the tone, the tone scale is, if you just put, go to Scientolopedia and type in tone scale in the search bar, you'll get the full tone scale. You can get these books we're talking about. Science of Survival is available for free download, PDF version. Um, so a lot of these materials we're talking about are all available on Scientolopedia. Yeah, yeah. And when you have a very bad incident, uh, you know, maybe a loss of a loved one or business or you're just losing in life, this is probably where you do need to get the counseling. And, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to learn learn if you're in grief all the time to onto the page while you're trying to read, right? <laughs> so, so you should get your counseling um, to get the charge off. And we, I mean, we have this under unbelievability where we can actually do this kind of stuff uh, anywhere in the world. And uh, it's truly an amazing technology, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, you know, the, the narrative, the, I did a podcast. It's on, it's going to be on the list of podcasts along with this one. It's called flipping the script. Uh, and in that, uh, I make a strong case, I think, for flipping the narrative that's been out there, that's been put out there by our, you know, the bad hats, you could say, people that don't want people to get this information and to go free. Believe it or not, there are people that don't want you to know uh, about yourself and about, you know, what your problems are. And that sort of, but there's also been uh, people that had bad experiences in the church and they left the church. They were in the, what's called the C organization. And they've done uh, TV shows and they've been just hammering away at the church for a number of years, uh, but also the subject of Scientology. So they, they don't make a separation or distinction between uh, the bad acts of the church and the, the like you say, the takeover there uh, and the subject and the benefits of the subject. And so flipping the script is a matter of letting people know that, you know, the subject is benign. It's, it's actually not just benign. It's very positive. And I took it further in uh, going into a bit about how not only is it benign today, it always has been. In other words, from day one, genetics was nothing but a, uh, a one man's attempt to understand the riddles of the mind, how, what makes us tick, and how we can better ourselves. Simultaneously to that, there was a group of people who did not have those benign or uh, good intentions. They were trying to figure out how to brainwash people, how to control man, how to, you know, uh, use the media to control populations and to install suppressive regimes around the world. And those two parallel things, L. Ron Hubbard's track of trying to free and enlighten individuals with the uh, the parallel track of how to enslave, trap, uh, brainwash, etc., have been running for well since L. Ron Hubbard came on the scene, and really longer than that, probably. Um, we've got these. Uh, we need to do a podcast to try to tell people that there's a good story about Scientology, <laughs> you know, which is kind of a joke. It's never been anything but a good story. Uh, but various forces, various agendas have come into play to try to cover that fact, that uh, contrast up and paint Scientology as the villain, as the bad hat, as the, you know, uh, the thing to be worried about, the cult, 
and uh, you know at the same time promote very insidious and very bad uh, you know regimes and programs, uh, whether it has to do with health or uh, political stuff or you know teaching kids really bizarre crazy crap in school you know um so i'm here but there's this dichotomy between uh the positive aspects of the subject and how you can use it in your life like you've been talking about jim uh and the narrative that's out there that is something to be wary of you know it's something that has a checkered or corrupt past when in fact it does not now the church of scientology admittedly does have a checkered and uh, is a corrupt organization we freely admit that but uh that's separate from the subject itself and that's what we're talking about yeah uh, uh, people need discernment on this and you did bring up a couple interesting points about previous uh people that uh, belonged especially like in that, in that organization called sea org and and now they're very much anti um, scientology in all respects and i i i, I kind of chuckle when i see this stuff and i say did they ever have any of the basics in ever auditing ever were they or was it all done because the organization told them they had to go in and get their um, misdeeds off uh, against their own self-determinism or something. And, and, I, and that, if, if that is the reason they're so upset, well, that was what you call bad auditing, or even, we use even a term called black Dianetics, where they twist the subject to actually do a bad thing. Because when you have the technology of the mind, you have uh, an amazing power. Just knowing the basic fundamentals of what uh, man operates on. Now, why would a, a suppressive, despotic government not want you to know that you're a spiritual being, that you have a mind and that you have a body, but you're not a mind or body? And then it explains exactly what the mind is, the various parts. Uh, it explains that there is a part of the mind called a reactive mind, which causes you to have these um, identifications of past unpleasant incidences. And, and the reason they wouldn't want you to know this, and that there is a technology to get you out of this stuff, is because they use it as a control mechanism. They use the psychiatrists to keep people on drugs, keep them unaware. Uh, lower their spirituality. Uh, they, 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 you know, the, uh, they put, and, they, and there's been a whole program uh, way back in the, 100 years ago, there's a guy that wrote something, and he says, we're going to develop drugs so that the soul won't even know it's a soul anymore. Now, it might be kind of intelligent, but it has no spirit at all. So I completely see that a lot of this mandatory drugging and uh, giving a lot of false data about what man is. Man is, you know, all this stuff about races. There, there's a, a human race. And, and yeah, okay, so it has different colors. So it has red, white, black, yellow, brown. I mean, give me a break. It's a human race. So, but they, they want to try to, the people in power like to create division to keep the people from uniting because they want to stay in control. So they do this thing and Hubbard 
correctly spotted that conflicts occur because of a third party, like somebody with a vested interest to control the scene and keep themselves. And this is how the Roman emperors stayed in power for hundreds of years, is they would divide and conquer. Conquer the people, they keep them, uh, they keep them uh, drugged up, they keep them in uh, in an out ethics things with the orgies, with the with the with the, uh, the the sports and games of say like you know the you know the people getting killed by the lions and all this jazz. This was all to keep the people in power that were in power. They did this to keep everybody occupied, and so nobody went for the what their true purposes are, which has become an aware spiritual being that has knowledge of the, of the material universe as a spiritual being. And that is what Scientology delivers. Yeah. And the moment, the moment uh, L. Ron Hubbard walked on the scene, uh, he first started off with, of course, uh, Dianetics, which was, like I said, a freeing, uh, an enlightening uh, action. Uh, but he bumped square into this agenda that's been going on, which is figure out how to gain control of populations. And yeah, yeah. He, course, he ran into that in 1951 when he wrote Science of Survival. They'd already been running into the MK Ultra. They and he called it peen drug hypnotism. And that is the basic Nazi. The Nazis and the communists basically were doing all this experimental, especially the Nazis. Uh, they would uh, they they learn that yes, you could do this. I wouldn't even be surprised that Hubbard kind of knew some of this stuff because he was in Navy Intel. And so it's like, you know, this is, these are speculations on my part, but this could be a very interesting show too. Uh, who really was LRH? And, um, and, 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 and really this guy, he, I mean, he was on his own personal quest. There's no doubt about it. So he did study magic. He did study um, uh, the occult. It, it, it is part of learning about what is a spiritual being. And in the process, he did recognize that you had to handle the mind before you could ever get to the higher spiritual levels. So in a, in a, in a funny way, it, it, was, it was a wild, wild ride and still is. And we are still on the ride. Um, it, it's too bad that we can't depend on the, uh, on the organization because it is bad uh, yeah, until, the, until the regime change uh, occurs and even... And then I don't know if it's going to be salvageable, but it, it has to be done with the new crowd. Um, I mean, it, it, in, you know, uh, and done with good ethical delivery of the technology. And yeah. uh, that's how it has to be done at this point in time. And, well, uh, you know, the church was, uh, he used the church, uh, uh, you know, was an instrument of exposing a lot of uh, these things. There was the Freedom Magazine, which published a lot of articles and of course, he had the guards investigate behind all the attacks that he was personally enduring and the church was. Who was suppressing the church? Yeah. And he found, uh, you know, he dug up a lot of data. and uh, He knew who the enemy was uh, and what we were up against. And I, I chuckled to myself sometimes thinking about how, you know, <laughs> he said, well, to hell with you guys. I'm going to get a bunch of boats and go to sea and try to catch me there you know uh, yeah 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 he did he did the sea org as a solution and um and he, he did want to you know one of the funny things about Hubbard is whenever he was attacked and you never hear this in today's scientology it's always the big buildings and it's the the uh, all their money projects and blah 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 
But Hubbard always pushed total freedom. Whenever he'd get attacked, he says, our intentions toward that is your best defense against um, the, the suppressors, the people that are coming after you to try to turn you into a, an animal. And that's kind of what's going on on planet Earth right now. So to the people of planet Earth and any Scientologist, this is your intention that you should be striving toward is total freedom. And, and I, honestly, it has to be done as far as I can see, because I've studied all these other practices of yoga and meditation and oriental martial arts. I, I did a lot of this as a, as a kid and I found it limited process. You know, you, you get everybody in the world going, you need consciousness to get consciousness. You know, that it's like, what in the hell? How do you exactly get consciousness? Oh, well, you know what? You're going to sit and meditate. Okay, what do you meditate on? Give me a break. It's an amateur, frigging amateur. It's like you need a specific technology to help you get over specific barriers. You'll reach certain heights of awareness. And you don't have to, like, wonder. It's a rather, you know, our technology is so amazingly exact. It's, it's unbelievably exact. And, and, you know... Yeah, you'll get your consciousness, but you, you, you'll get it because, because you're just more bigger as a spiritual being. Consciousness is a byproduct of being a bigger being. And yeah, I, I, I see a lot of people sort of chasing the latest guru. I know. Uh, because it's about some wisdom. And, uh, no, I mean, I, bless their heart. You know, they all uh, are trying to be good and uh, uh, get you know more insight into their nature their spirituality etc et but um it, it really is after hour uh compared to the precision of the scientology technology and the precision I mean, you know, processes of science yeah i mean we, we've been doing this like 50 51 I, I think 51 he started getting into the past lives 52 he was took, took off like a rocket ship on this so since 1952 Scientology, as, an, as a Scientologist, as auditors, we've been mapping out the spiritual universe since 1952. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of hours, and in, 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 in many, many people. Uh, I have no idea how many the church has now. They, 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 it's amazing that you can have gold and diamonds and screw up uh, the, the whole show, isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but, they were, uh... but they did. They did. And, uh, you know, maybe greed, maybe they just got bought off. Uh, maybe they were put there. You know, it's like if I, if I was an intelligence agency, what would be the most important thing to do? It would be to get your own person in as the leader and uh, have anybody that would say, no, you kick them out. And, you know, that's pretty much what happened. Well, we've learned that there's many different ways of corrupting uh, public officials or people in power, whether it's a honeypot, a money pot. Uh, yep. you know, bribes, uh, you know, getting, uh, uh, you know, blackmail, uh, getting, uh, you know, incriminating information on them, threatening with, uh, arrest. Well, who knows? Uh, yeah, but, yeah. um, the, uh, church definitely took a sharp for the, you know, South, uh, in the late seventies, early eighties, um, mm -hmm. when certain people took over power, uh, and yeah. LRH was, you know, he, he managed to keep himself out of the clutches of the of bad guys, but uh, I think he did lose control of it uh, there in the early 80s. 
So. I believe you're correct. And, you know, there's even books out there now that claim that Hubbard might have been taken out in 72 and all this jazz. But, there's, uh, yeah. you know, I got trained in 74, 5. I was a professional auditor in 74. Um, uh, I'm, I was getting, we were getting data hot off the press from Hubbard, from his ship. Uh, he was actively researching the mind and yeah. all the way. And, 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 you know, even this latest, I don't know if anybody has read it, um, but I, I've read Mission Earth uh, again, and it's 10 volumes of science fiction, which is complete satire on planet Earth, the way you, the way you wrote in the mid, uh, early 80s, mid 80s. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, Mission Earth. I, I, but but I the point is, it. nobody could have written it the way he wrote. So no. this, you know, there's a, these people that come up with these theories. It sounds interesting, but um, frankly, now, yeah, there's people might not know what we're talking about. There's a there's a, some guys going around saying that Hubbard was uh, replaced with a stand-in or a doppelganger or whatever you want to call it uh, in 1972, and they got a whole story about it. Yeah. And so that the real Ellen Hubbard uh, was uh, off the lines or gone after 1972, which is right. complete nonsense. But that's it, what we run into. Yeah. We got a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, well, you see, it, being a trained field, huh? being trained like you and I are, we experienced these uh, the, the technology. And so we, uh, yeah, Hubbard was on the line. Uh, yeah, he might have been kind of put in a, you know, I, I say depowered, and I believe they did. Uh, I, I do, but I actually audited one of the girls that would uh, eat, uh, took care of him, and had dinner with him at, at where he uh, lived up there near him. Huh. So, so okay. she, she, she knew uh, where. Uh, yeah, it was him. <laughs> it was definitely him. He liked to, he liked to have lunch, he liked to have dinner with a, a pretty young group often. So hey, what can I say? Uh, so well, do I. Yeah, you know. The um, the history where uh, what he wrote and what he created ran smack dab into the teeth of the effort to enslave, you know, that's kind of a, a term that people uh, kind of go blank on, you know, when you say enslave. What do you mean enslave? Well, I mean, take away your freedom. You don't have the freedom of choice. You cannot look at what uh, big tech is doing to anybody that tries to speak out against vaccines or against the ruling uh you know elites right now they get deplatformed they get taken off of twitter off of facebook off of youtube takes down videos anybody that tries to put up any information that um that that doesn't pass approval so that's enslavement when you don't have the freedom of movement uh the freedom of thought the freedom to express the freedom to protest and redress your you know your grievances with your government uh when people are thrown in jail for a year, uh, what's it, it's almost like a year and a half now because they uh, protested uh, at the uh, United States Capitol back on January 6th of 2021, right? Um, yeah. January 6th, uh, insurrection, which is yeah. total BS, yeah. you know. It was, yeah. just, it was uh, a peaceful protest. If anybody's seen the movies uh, on it, it was, I mean, other than the, you know, the Antifa crowd climbing the walls and then the cops letting them in. But if you look at the actual uh, protest. There was millions of people uh, having a good time uh, that uh, did a complete peaceful protest. So, but there's they, those guys. Those guys are still in jail. I mean, uh, they're they're in several, jail. They're with the they're, they don't get bail. Uh, so I that's know. not a free country. That's not um, your 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 freedom is in jeopardy if you do something that doesn't uh, you know suit the 
um, the elites. So uh, they, they when we talk about example, they, huh? they did it as an example. Uh, they doing they're doing it to, um, but they're showing their true colors of being a, a totalitarian dictatorship. It, uh, there is no, but that's what's if they get their way. If enough people don't rise up, get aware. And, but there is a, a bear. So in the process of handling your own organization, your own government, and this is a worldwide thing that's going on, the, uh, the, the stakes are high because, I mean, really, it is survivors to come. And if, if, if people can come through this, you're going to rise to much greater heights. And if you don't come through this, you are going to succumb. I mean, I, it is one of these points in time. And yeah. it's going to be done in a worldwide thing. And in many respects, I, I look at if, if this is being whatever operation we're going through, the one thing I do see, other than, you know, you do see the pain and suffering because there has been, say, literally millions of adverse reactions and, and sizable amount of deaths from this whole scene with the, the disease of 2019 and, um, and the solutions uh, of the there has been a menace fallout, and it's probably going to be getting worse as we go through time, because um, there you there is going to be adverse effects to all this. And I, I just will I, I have to be honest with it. So your what what's important is to keep your integrity in at all times, in and do what you try to live uh, to the greatest survival uh, for yourself, your family, your group, mankind. Yeah. If you can do that, you'll you got a chance. And if if you don't, if your if your integrity is not that good, um, it's uh, you're probably going to succumb. And um, and but you know, can I say you are an immortal spiritual being? Now that piece of data right there is what basically I found one of the most, and it's still one of the most valuable pieces of information uh, that I am an immortal spiritual being. And, and I got a mind and a body, but I'm not. I'm not a mind and body. I am. I'm a spiritual being that lives many, many lifetimes. So, so whatever happens, it is all going to work out. Uh, but you know, why go through that kind of stuff if you don't have to? <laughs> well, I, I've said for a while, for a number of years, um, that the ultimate outcome is assured, and the the good guys win. Uh, but there, that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some uh, some rough seas, you know, uh, in the process. And uh, you also have this uh, sort of the macro situation, which is, uh, you know, the world situation, all this stuff we'll talk about, you know, with the, ups, the upsets in the world of, uh, uh, you know, the encroaching communism or, uh, you know, shutting down freedoms and uh, all of that. But then you've got the level, a visual level, you know, like you're talking about, knowing you can take a lot of comfort and secure your own sanity, your own peace of mind, your own uh, security is really in knowing yourself and getting your uh, processing, getting, uh, getting yourself what we call up the bridge uh, into higher states of spiritual uh, awareness and spiritual ability. Um, that's, that's part of the solution. But uh, we got these kind of dual things going on. We got the big picture that we get bombarded with, you know, with uh, the threats to our own, uh, you know, governments and our own uh, security, our own financial security and so forth. And then we've got our own personal 
um, security, you could say, by knowing our Scientology basics, you know, knowing the tone scale, knowing uh, how to have a good communication, how to uh, learn how to audit yourself would be a really smart thing for people to do that are interested in this. Um, because once you can do that, you're basically the sky's the limit, literally. You can take yourself to unimaginable new uh, levels of spiritual enhancement. But um, again, I'm rambling a bit, but um, these, these are the topics of the day. These are the big issues. Uh, it gets down to uh, freedom versus slavery, and uh, that's what Scientology or L. Ron Hubbard ran into from the very beginning. Um, I want to touch on one other thing with you, Jim, um, mm -hmm. while we've got a minute here, uh, and that is that uh, some are have taken the tack that they can plug your brain into a computer and take it to uh, uh, the new, it's called transhumanism. And I'm going to do more on this topic and get um, get some other people uh, who uh, have studied it and maybe uh, get you back to talk about it again, talk about it as well. But um, guys like Elon Musk, who's not a hero of mine personally, I'll just state that right out. Um, but he's got this uh, Neuralink plan to plug in to your, uh, I guess, the base of your brain uh, into a computer. Uh, the, this transhumanism stuff is very spooky and very scary and it's a big threat to our freedom because uh, the idea rather than taking the natural man or the natural person and enlightening them to a higher degree to learn about themselves as an immortal spiritual being, like you pointed out, uh, they want them to plug them into a computer that's, uh, you know, loaded with AI and, uh, all kinds of, you know, the metaverse stuff. Um, and take uh, humans, you know, uh, involve them uh, along with a computer program to make sort of superhumans, uh, computer computing superhumans, and it lacks any spirituality to it. It's not treating a person as a spiritual being, but as a, you know, uh, a body that has a brain and the super brain uh, tied into it with the computers uh, is going to make a whole new race of uh, of humans. So uh, there's some big money behind this. I mean, Google's behind it. Uh, you know, you've got all the tech uh, right now. You know, Facebook changed their name, Metaverse. Gaming is going to it. When you see these, I think is they're called the Oculus uh, goggles that are taking people into a uh, virtual reality. Uh, that's a step in transforming us from, you know, uh, flesh and blood and spiritual uh, individuals to some sort of weird hybrid, you know, computerized uh, humans. And I mean, there's, I could ramble on, but uh, I've been studying it and, um, it's a threat to personal spiritual growth and to um, our human, you know, freedoms. Because once you're plugged into, uh, for one example, uh, they want to give a um, 
a universal digital currency. Well, once you've got a universal digital currency and you're plugged into that network, now anything you purchase, anything you do is subject to the approval of the state or whoever controls the money supply. So there are some serious threats to our personal freedom coming down the pike and being worked on and some very brilliant scientists. I say brilliant, I don't respect them, but they're working on this to try to take, elevate the human being from what he is, natural man, to uh, a computerized, and I use man and generic, excuse me, all the people that want to have uh, <laughs> be politically correct, uh, man and woman, obviously. Um, but anyway, that's another topic that um, is concerning to me, and I want to learn more about it. And uh, I think Scientologists should be very aware of this because, uh, you know, this is what we've been trying to do for decades, forever. L. Ron Hubbard was trying to elevate humans uh, to their spiritual nature, not to some weird cyborg computer uh, combination or computerized uh, brain person. Right. What do you well, <laughs> well, basically, yeah, good, good point. AI, fascinating. AI is the um, in in life force, which we basically are as spiritual beings. You know, uh, we are life. Uh, they are in a way. Uh, uh, kind of incompatible. It, it, you, I mean, one could get into, uh, one could almost speculate, is uh, AI trying to take over this planet and take over these spiritual beings on this planet? And, and it's not impossible that this is a, a purpose of AI. And, and if you, you know, let's go out, let's, you see, one of the funny things you can get, and I didn't actually start running where you uh, lived a long time ago and you weren't even on this planet. So here, you know, I'm going to get out there because we might as well talk about this <laughs> because it's I knew like, I'd get there. I knew we'd get out there because it's it's <laughs> you see, we've known about this stuff since the 50s. So it's like, you know, it's like now it's very vogue. Everybody wants to everybody knows about past lives. You know, they might go back a few hundred years and think they were like everybody else, you know, like 10 major important personalities on the planet. It's probably bullshit, you know, because. I, I mean, it's like, maybe they were, maybe they were, but the point is, it's relatively unimportant. You don't, you don't run a past life for status. That's the first, you run to get the charge off so that you can learn something so you're no longer stuck in that past life. That's why you even run these damn things. So you can, so that you can operate more in present time. But one of the things that you do is there's a whole section of the time track where there was a lot of stuff called implanting. Now, implanting is like very painful, harmful things where ideas were put in. And this is kind of like what's in, in what was the purpose of implanting to make the Thetan be docile, to make them small, to make them not very powerful. And so this is kind of like AI is supposed to be a servo mechanism. Hubbard wrote a whole uh, series of uh, uh, data on computers and one of the primary things is you run the computer you're not run by the computer you run the computer you are the the one that inputs the data you're also the one that evaluates the data it, the computer is a, a damn adding machine that that is a useful servo mechanism. but it's like you don't you don't let the computer run is what's going to happen it's going to make you effect of the, your own creation and i do believe 
the New World Order. And there has been entire planetary, and there probably still is planetary systems that are uh, completely um, at effect of the AI system. And it's probably, I'm speculating, of course, but uh, it's probably rather rampant throughout this galaxy. It's, it's, uh, it, and so this is, it, it's interesting that it, this is occurring right now on planet, um, planet Earth. And so we've got the decision, are we going to, are we going to be at cause over our life? Are we, are we going to use the technology that puts us into the space age? Or are we going to be the effect of the technology and become basic slaves to the technology? And so we have to make a decision as, as, as spiritual beings, as a race of mankind, so that we get and we basically uh, get our ethics and we get our tech, we put in safeguards so that we cannot be entrapped by this unbelievable, um, the new world order is alive and real. And uh, it, it's been that way. You just read it, just read some books. Uh, I mean, like even, even the, uh, a guy named Bernays, who was a very famous uh, PR guy in America, who happened to be a relative, Sigmund Freud. And, yeah. and, and, and so Bernays, I mean, he, he made bacon and eggs uh, the 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 uh, the thing that we're supposed to. He was the ad king, and so you know you, you get movies where you you know the guy puts the glasses on and it says Coca Cola, and then you put the glasses on and it says um, uh, Obey, Consume, uh, Submit, and and that's basically it, the real intention is that you you don't see what's really being done to you. So yeah, yeah you, you do have to have a consciousness race, but when when you get your case off, when you get your upsetting incidences off, you can basically just look, and you don't have to be affected. Although I I do have to admit uh, there is a lot of Scientologists that aren't applying their basics, and uh, and there is a they are as affected as anybody. And, well, uh, I, what can uh, I say? I, I I don't I I know I'm not, but I I actually apply my basics that I've learned. Well, I'm uh, occasionally surprised and disappointed in fellow Scientologists who uh, embrace, you know, uh, very unhealthy uh, ideas. I'll just put it that way. But uh, yes. they, uh, you know, they have their freedom of choice and they can take away from it what they want and make their own choices. But um, thing on, on the transhumanism point, and uh, uh, I just wanted to say was that... Um, and you mentioned, you know, on the whole track, there was things called implanting. Um, the technology was so sophisticated in the past. I mean, anybody probably that, uh, you know, enjoys science fiction uh, embraces or believes the fact that if space aliens came and visited us, they would have a much higher technology than we do here. And likewise, on the whole track, the technology was far more sophisticated than anything they're trying to do. You know, uh, Elon Musk is trying to do with his plug-in neuro neuro implant uh, in present time here on this earth. But um, you know, that doesn't mean that's not dangerous. And it's also interesting if you've had some experience in getting auditing and having go past incidents of um, you know having been either implanted or partaken in that activity, uh, the contrast of how sophisticated the technology was in the past. I mean, <laughs> we could really go down that rabbit hole, but 
um, the, the fact is the transhumanism that's being put forward and being pushed, you know, it's got a very uh, unsavory intention behind it. It's, uh, its intention is to create a super elite race on this planet that's governing this population. And um, I just wanted to mention it so that people maybe get their antenna up, uh, get their guard up, get themselves, uh, you know, more auditing or up the bridge, scoot along up the bridge as a spiritual being because um, that's in the protection of these things. Yeah, um, the tech protects you. Now, Hubbard came up with that in the 70s, that piece of data. The tech protects you. I remember the first time I ever heard that. I thought, the tech protects me. Hmm. Then I started looking, my God, I walked through like Vietnam with tech. Gee, I, I've walked through like this, uh, the, um, you know, I've walked through these areas where they, 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 they you know, get after uh, people at night. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, it was interesting, but the tech has always protected me. And it, it was, it, it still protects me. And so there's a certain, you know, I mean, I'm sure Christians feel God protects them and, and probably the, it probably God does protect them. So it's like, it, there, there is, but it's nice to know like a particular datum of life. And I, I'll give you one particular datum that got me through that um, war. And there was, I, I got it from this, um, an early tape called the, um, uh, that in 1952, and it was called the Dianetic Jingles. I don't know if you've ever. Um, I don't think so. I, the, um... it was, well, the Dianetic Jingles, he, he did like four or five lectures. It came from, uh, it came from um, uh, a um, an early set of lectures that he did in Phoenix, uh, and uh, very early. And but after his lectures, he wrote these little jingles down, which were basically technology and rhyme form. Oh and, yeah, like and, if your yeah. mess is in disorder, your case is on border. That's that right. And that is exactly <laughs> right. And so anything you can see, you can be. And so what does that mean? That means like if you can if you can put that intention and that anchor point, that means you can accomplish your goals. And 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 but the one that actually got me through a war was this statement, and it was if emotion comes in, use it and win. If emotion you won't use, you will lose. And, and I would something bad would happen i would emotion comes in i'd use it and i'd win at it because but i had to intend to win and if emo if i if i didn't use that motion i'd lose so i got very good at applying these dianetic jingles and i got so good it got me through a damn war zone rather relatively easy compared to most mm -hmm. and so that's an aspect of our technology that's just wise philosophy and 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 you know hubbard has a lot of wise philosophy because his intention was to be based on workability where he must have went a little wrong to be quite honest was his organizational data uh, didn't hold up uh, and it most likely is because it got coup d'etat a long time ago i mean if if, if you do uh, you know it's really funny it used to be on the internet um years ago maybe but you do a you do a you do a uh, a uh, internet search probably in DuckDuckGo. don't use google because that, that that doesn't really give you a lot of data but you, you type in david miscavige and and and, uh, and you would come up that he was an asset for the cia and so was heber dance hmm. and i and you go whoa holy mackerel and this came from an ex-cia agent that uh um, uh, wrote a book on this stuff, and he, he outed a whole bunch of people that were CIA assets, right? 
So, yeah, it was quite, I don't know, it's maybe not on the net anymore. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe after you go the way back machine. But it was, and it was rather fascinating, like, oh, my God, hey, the big, the founder, uh, not the, the one that took over is, a, is an asset for the intelligence agency. <laughs> how yeah. did we, how well, far I, did I believe that. And, uh, you know, we, I, I did a whole series on the um, remote viewing uh, program that was started by Scientologists and how that scared the hell out of the cia because they were they wanted that day of that <clears throat> they were they were they were afraid they it terrified them and, and we can do another one on this but and i did a series of three podcasts that people go to uh scientopedia and our podcast links um but anyway the uh the experiments proved that you could you know scientology basically proved that scientology processing and procedures could create extra sensory and uh and heightened uh, uh remote viewing abilities in people and this scared the hell of them because they didn't have control over scientology and you can't just have something going around or out there in the general public that could create these people who you know could look into their files look into their activities or uh, you know what's going on with uh, these uh, intelligence communities so that uh, in my opinion is the core reason why scientology had to be i mean that that accelerated their intention to uh, take over the church and shut it down but, i agree totally uh, yeah they they wanted the technology and interestingly enough in the mid and late eight, late 70s they did get rid of the original ot levels um and, and um so you know not that many people well, maybe, maybe you, you, I think 79, maybe early 80s, you could still maybe do the originals, but pretty much you know, it, the, the grade chart had changed. And, and, and yeah, you can get some great case gain off knots and all that. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. But hey, those are, I, I, I put in original OT levels on uh, people um, if, they, if they want it. And uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. They love it. It's really great boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is no shortage of stuff to talk about, and I hope that people listening to this found it interesting to hear us talking about them. Uh, I'd love to have you back again, Jim, uh, and uh, dig into maybe we'll target a few specific things or one or two specific things to just yeah. hash out a little better. We, uh, we, we definitely winged it. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a toe in the water. We, we'd stirred the muddy pot sometimes. And so, hey, we could pick several of these little things we sort of touched on and we could really do some deep dives on it. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, my idea for the formula was to not try to, you know, force feed people information and, uh, you know, teach them how to do this or that, but just to uh, let them hear how a couple of Scientologists trained, experienced Scientologists would talk about various subjects and, and also I wish that and, um, you know, just that there are all these other topics, you know, like transhumanism, uh, the history of the development of tech, um, you know, remote viewing, etc. So anyway, um, I think we'll wind it down there and uh, hopefully, um, well, not hopefully, but I'm sure we'll uh, get back together and uh, do this again. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. It was fun. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Great. All right. Thanks, Jim. You're Have welcome. a good day. Bye. All right, bye.